Previously on the Adventure Zone Ethersea. We're the size of a mouse. We needed to use the crystal to like. You needed to use the, the crystal anomaly. to like, yeah, to give the anomaly form so that you can contain it somehow. Yeah. We tickle the clam and it <laughs> moves its tongue. I can go out and tickle it if you'd like. He's in its brain. I'm sure he's fine then. You are also the brain of this clam, and you feel like you have motor control of its body in this moment. Diving into the bottom of a clam to go into a narrow crack that is wide enough for your body to get down and not much wider than that, it seems like it would trigger uh, a certain amount of fear in the average person. Some of that white webbing from the ribbon worm is trying to inch its way into the Coriolis. Well, shit. You know, because of who you are, what is close by to you. And the flash of your arms extending are met with the flash of a massive injured blink shark that appears just feet in front of you and you just manage to catch its jaws with your, your ghostly hands as it crashes into you, attempting to swallow you whole. Griff. Yeah. Now she's scared. remember something, which is rare for you. You remember floating through the warm water, just weeks old, just being effortlessly tossed around by the gentle currents near the shore. And you remember the feeling of your your juvenile shell first forming around you, cradling you in its warm, shelly embrace. You remember your foot strengthening and dragging you around the silt and the sand until you found the perfect spot for you to burrow down into. And you remember that spot with with incredible fondness as you remember the terrible wave that ripped you away from it. And you remember as you were being just tossed around by this turbulent wake, seeing a bright moat of light floating through the water between... The, the debris of the mortal world above. And you remember consuming it and then in turn consuming everything else around it. And after that, all that you remember is the emptiness inside you. Make a wisdom saving throw, Zooks. I shall. Wisdom... And really, and that would be a 19. Ooh, that's good. Oh. You are standing in a pitch black chamber, so dark that you can't really tell the dimensions of it. All that is visible is the floor at your feet, which is just made of this featureless gray stone that is glowing gently. Um, when you look downward, actually, your body looks strange, like it is still your sort of coral brinar form, but it is like abstract in a way that you can't really parse. And floating about 20 feet in front of you off the ground, now larger than you are entirely, is the clam. Only it's not inside of its shell. You see the thing inside 
the clam. And for a moment, you see it as this almost godlike being, uh, just sort of dotted with these rows of beautiful pearls all around it. And despite the fact that it's, you know, the fleshy inside of a clam, it looks really powerful. Um, but then your mind kind of clears and you realize that that is just what it is projecting out. And once you realize that, you see it for what it is, just this kind of weak and fleshy thing floating in the air in front of you, uh, just, you know, tr trying to flex on you with this, uh, with this front. And you don't feel any sort of like hostile intent from it. But you definitely feel like uh, in this moment you are you are fighting with it for control of either or maybe both of your bodies. What do you do? I think uh, <laughs> Zooks is going to flex a little bit too. Okay. What do you do? Use your glutes. Okay. <laughs> um, I think Zooks is going to raise his. Um, crossbow and what is it what is it what does it look like this is not your real this is not your real crossbow if you're trying to like intimidate this thing or flex on it as you said like what is what does this look like in your sort of mind or you know whatever zooks you know has in lieu of a, a, a brain well i think that he wants to establish if not dominance equality okay. so he can negotiate with this thing so I think it looks like a gigantic shelling knife, like the okay. knife that you cram into the lips of a shell <laughs> oh, of, sure. a, of a clam to pry it open. Yeah. And I think he's just kind of waving it around and doing all kinds of stuff. And once he's sure that it's seen that, he stops and makes it go away and says, perhaps now we can talk. Make an intimidation check with advantage for me. I'll give you advantage because you have wielded maybe the scariest imaginable armament that this clam could envision. Well, that's a seven. That's an eight minus one for a seven. <laughs> Four oh, minus wow. one, which is a three. Uh, yeah. Uh, you don't notice any kind of difference in the, the physiology of this, like, abstract clam being floating in front of you. Um... And you hear it say, Whatever that was can't harm me now. But I believe I can still harm you. And make another wisdom saving throw for me. My luck is going to run out on me. Uh, 14. Um, okay, yeah, you, you feel this thing grow, like you see it grow in front of you, and when it grows, you feel yourself become it, like you feel the clam's feelings, um, and that means that you feel this, like, unimaginable hollowness inside of you, uh, and you take four points of psychic damage. Mm. Okay, And m more than ever, you find yourself sort of unable to discern where, where Zooks stops and the clam begins. Okay. Devo, the, yes. this white sentient webbing that the, um, the ribbon worm spit at the Coriolis earlier is for some reason now on your ship still and alive. Uh, the, you are on the bridge of the Coriolis, which is sort of in its elevated position uh, outside of the hull. Uh, mm -hmm. And it seems like these these tendrils of webbing are trying to, like, wriggle their way into, like, the crack between the bridge and uh, and, and the hull, where it's sort of uh, – where, where the hole it kind of emerges out of to reach its elevated position. Um, it hasn't managed to reach into the bridge yet, though. So what do you do? So it's right now on the window, right? Yes, it's on the window moving downward into sort of the, the crack between the bridge and the hull of the, the rest of the ship. Is it crack, you say? Uh, yes. I am going to lower the bridge and scrape it off. Okay. <laughs> 
I'm trying to decide. Like, I don't know if you would roll for that. I think the okay. I'm going to make a roll for the uh, webbing, like a saving throw, to see if it uh, manages to realize what's going on and get out of the way before it is squished. Oh no! Oh no! Uh, that's a flat three. I don't think that I would give this webbing a dexterity bonus. Uh, so that definitely does not save. You see some of it like definitely sneak into that crack, but then as you lower it, you just hear this sickening, gooshing noise. Um, and you watch- This as- is how, I want everyone to picture it like this. Devo's just standing there staring at it with like a horrified look on his face. Without looking away, just slowly reaches over, <laughs> pushes a button, and just keeps staring at it as it like squishes. And then he's yeah, like, so you just see st- streaks of white on the inside of the of the hall, like up against the glass, and you see like the tendrils that were above the the bridge that hadn't really wormed their way out yet, like start f- like freaking out and spasming until they are destroyed. And you lower down into the darkness. The engines are still off, right? So the ship's lights are not... I imagine you're on emergency lighting now yeah, inside yeah, yeah. of the Coriolis. Uh, make a perception check for me. Uh, perception check, A eh? Nat 20. Oh, so 20 my... 20 plus three. How many Damn. 20s in a row? It's, these are public rolls, guys. These are on... We are seeing We're them. We're seeing it. This is wild. Okay. Yeah, I'm really good at D&D. I guess so. Okay, with a nat twenty, here's here's what you get. There are it's it's quiet now. That you the can hear is, a bird breathing in the sky above you. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, it's quieter now that the bridge is submerged back down into the hull of the ship. Um, and in that quiet, like you start to hear some noises inside of the ship, and maybe you like poke your head out of the bridge to get like a better sense of what is going on. Uh, you have incredible situational awareness right now, and you can tell that there is this similar sort of squishy noise coming from a couple of places deeper in the ship. And in fact, so dope are your senses. You can tell that this noise is coming from like the hallway near the airlock chamber. Mm-hmm. And you can also tell that there is a similar noise coming out of Amber's place. Um, oh, also, no boys are allowed in there. How do I go in? Another noise that you hear coming from Amber's place is like a very quiet and pathetic whimpering noise. Ugh. What do you do? It's urchin. I'm heading towards I'm heading towards Amber's place, but I'm gonna be honest. There's a moment where Diva like reaches for the knob, but then looks at the sign that says like no boys allowed, and he's like, Oh man, what do I do? Ah she'll understand. He opens the door. Okay. Uh as you open the door. This webbing is blanketing the ceiling. It is like a spider web. It is it is just everywhere. And dangling down in the center of the room is is some of this webbing, like a, a single white tendril that has enveloped Urchin, who is upside down and as far as you can tell, just like barely conscious. Mm. Well, Thing is, well, no, Urchin's mine to kill later when I when I want to. Um, and he's going to spray some prestige salts into his gullet, okay, and look at this sentient shit and say, and cast dissonant whispers, okay. Which is going to require a uh, wisdom saving throw. I'm going to say this sentient webbing has a minus two to wisdom. Um, So I'll make another public roll here. We'll see. Oh, does a 15 save? Uh, A 15 does save. All right. It, you know what it does, Travis? Wait, on a failed save, on a successful save, the target takes half as much damage. Oh, okay. Well then, give it some. Give it some of that good psychic damage. Uh, so that's three d six. I mean, it's only four, so it takes two points of damage. Jeez. All right. Uh, yeah, that is that is that is not enough to uh, to destroy this webbing. I want you to make a dexterity saving throw. I'll put the I'll put the save on you. I'll put the save on you. I'll put the save on you because it's going to try and do something. Uh, Twelve plus three of fifteen. Oh, fuck. Yeah. All right. You can't uh, say fuck. You're not trying to hurt me, Griffin. Remember, I'm not trying friends. to hurt you, but it would have been funnier if 
It had, what this thing does is you see this tendril holding urchin whip backwards and then swing him toward you like a wrecking ball, like spines first. Uh, but with your with your save here, you manage to roll out of the way. And in fact, Urchin kind of like burrows into the wall and punches a couple holes in the wall of Amber's place. Ow, uh, it's gonna hurt. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you don't think you... she's gonna notice that? That's what you're worried about? I, I didn't do it. I'm no. I mean, it's gonna hurt Urchin. I mean, yeah. Uh, she's this... gonna be pissed. I didn't the... do it. The tendril now is trying to yank Urchin out of the wall to take another swing at you, but you have time for for another quick action here. Um. Well, you know. Oh, okay. What is in Amber's place? Anything uh, with which one might make fire? Uh, Amber, is there anything inside of Amber's place with which one might make fire? I don't know if I did that sentence good. No, I think it worked. It seemed good. Um, oh, man, I feel like that's such a no-no. <laughs> right? Oh, on that's a ship. Yeah, a big, that's a good point. That's such a big choice on a ship to be like, oh, yeah, I got a bunch of flammable shit lying all around. <laughs> like, I don't want to give, I feel like the answer is no. I want to be a minimal. <laughs> That's well, the horse no, 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 magazine. The horse magazine's probably flammable. Yeah, flammable, but like, am I going to rub the magazine hard <laughs> enough? <laughs> um, so, okay, I'm going to go a different way then, and I'm going to throw my boomerang at that tendril. What is holding uh urchin? Okay, make a, make a ranged attack roll here. 17 plus 3, a 20. A dirty 20, Get yeah, for sure. Roll damage. Yikes. And here's the best part. That's a 3 plus 1, that's a 4, but I'm going to use Psychic Blades. When oh, you hit shit. a creature with a weapon attack, you can expend one of your bardic inspirations to deal an extra D 2d6. Uh, 2d6 uh, psychic damage. Let's, yeah. Uh, go ahead and roll that damage, and then tell me what that looks like. So uh, That's 10. Holy shit. So, right, what's it, what's it, what are your Psychic Blades... Look so like. the boomerang throws and trailing behind it, there's uh, two like spectral glowing blue blades, and so like identical to the the um, boomerang. And when the boomerang hits, ching, ching, the other two hit behind it yeah. and pass through. Yeah. So where the boomerang would hit and stick, the other pass through and pull energy out with them. Yes, th for sure. And on on it's like, does the boomerang return to you? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean you say yeah. Have you ever thrown a boom? It's fucking hard. Yeah, it's really hard. No, I understand that, but I mean, like, it's, yeah. It's magic. He's good yeah, at it. Sure. Yeah, he's good at um, it. magic. On their way I mean, it's a tiny room, though, to yeah. be fair. So if we want to say no, because I'm pretty sure it takes a pretty significant arc. It's actually wild. I'm, th I'm thinking about it, and, like, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but it's yeah. great, and I love it. Um, so the, the first boomerang, like, effortlessly severs that tendril from the ceiling. Uh, and you see, like, what remains of it start to suck back up into, like, the mass that was covering the ceiling. Uh, but those two extra psychic blades just, like, do a lap around the room and then just all of the the webbing goo just falls inert to the floor uh, as does Urchin who uh, looks up at you and he says I did not like that I did not yeah. like that even a little bit yes I I, I know mention. some people's thought like master's food but it's not Urchin's thing man that was horrible Okay, Urchin, there is more of this shit on the ship. Yeah. Okay. We need to get rid of it. So I need you to search, and uh, if you find it, uh, I don't know, sp spray it with something. Do you have bleach? No, uh, I got one. I got this, though. And he holds up the, like, explosive trigger of one of the depth charges. No. Well, oh. If it's just the trigger, and oh no, not it's the ex it is the explosive. Uh, oh yes, core no, not it. this. No, 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 no. Okay. We do not blow up the inside of the ship. This needs to be non-explosive, non-corrosive, but uh, something that will kill the webbing. Uh, yeah. So, I'll be honest with you, man. If I have this thing, I'm going to use it. So, no, give it to me then. Then you cannot have it. Okay. You lose your privileges. He hands you the explosive core. 
of the depth charge, and as he does so, you hear a a metallic groaning noise coming from the airlock chamber, and then your ears pop. Amber. Son of a bitch. Yes. Amber, roll a strength saving throw for me. Let's start out that way. Let's figure out yes. let's figure out who's who's in charge here. Let's make this a contest. Ten plus four. Uh all right. It's a close one. Uh you are inches away from meeting your doom as the jaws of this blink shark try to enclose around you. The only thing keeping that from happening is the you know, meager armor provided to you by the vapor suit, but also your two glowing ethereal hands that are wedged into the shark's mouth, just barely able to keep it pried open. What does a blink shark look like? Um, this is a chance, I guess you could say like a weak little baby worm that you could squish, and then you say that, and it's like, oh shit, okay, and then you'd win the fight pretty easy. Um, that's just a cheat code I'm giving you. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good, uh, I like that, but it's not, it's not, uh, it's not accurate. I mean, they're, what may, they're, they're big, uh, about the size of a person. Um, that's not very it, big, actually, I think, shark, shark in shark size. And another person <laughs> on top of each other. You didn't even wait, like, sorry, a, wait, hold on, a stack, not in tens. It's like two it's stack, like two people it's like a stack of two. Yeah, sure. A, fem- like a female people. great white can be 21 feet long. Yeah, you just do that off the top of your head, eh? Yeah, I definitely didn't Google yeah, it. Jeeves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say I remember learning that at theater school. <laughs> 12, 12 feet. Okay. Um, but they have a, uh, um, they are dark gray um, and uh, with g- uh, glowing orange eyes. Like and, a doll's eyes? Um, they have, you want to know what's really fucking scary about them? Yeah. In addition to their ability to teleport, they have a natural um, uh, camouflage that helps them blend in on the sea, like it w- in the ocean, so you have very, very little idea of where they are at at any, at any given time. Okay. Then as you're holding it open with your green glowing arms, you you see that same green light kind of like reverberate around its its jaws and its face and even its eyes like turn green a little bit as it like tries to camouflage into the light uh, that, that you are emitting and it, it is you know it caught you by surprise and so though you manage to pry its jaws open it just tackles into you and sends you and it careening towards this stone pillar but you manage to twist your body just so at the last second to avoid it and now you feel like if if you have one chance to gain control of the situation, you are currently in it right now. Um, I didn't tell you about the, the, the teeth. Oh, my God, the teeth. They're the worst. They're long, longer than you would expect. Thin, like um, not uh, pencil-shaped, I would say. Like Pennywise um, teeth? It, yeah, like Pennywise that teeth. Sucks. And they can use them to – they can uh, orient their teeth – in such a way that where they're sort of like filtering food out of the water, like like uh, some whales do, like baleen, like plankton, yeah, yeah, yeah baleen. There we go. And they, when they're swimming through the water, they can just sort of like peel back their shark lips and just like chum through the water. I don't like that. Ah, fuck, man. Yeah. These are bad. So sharks. if you see them, a pot, people know that they're hungry because it looks like they're smiling. Because they've got the house pulled back, so they can filter food out of the water. All right. Well, you've made them. You've made them as scary as possible. So, uh, what? Well, I figure if it's going to scare Amber, then it should be something (laughs) like that. Right. Sure. Uh, Okay. You. You are. uh, You know, as in control of this situation as you can be, which is to say, like your glowing arms have kept you from dying immediately. Uh, What is? Mm -hmm. What is the rest of you doing? Well, let's see. I have them. Yeah, I'm. I, there's only actually one thing that a blink shark responds to, and even though there's fucking very little that I would like to do less than this, I am going to need to punch the blink shark in its mouth. In its mouth, where? Direct, like it, you have to go dead center, 
anywhere else, it's not going to work. If you go dead center, you might be able to to uh, shock them long enough to get away. You're sp- you're not going to fucking kill one of these things. Absolutely. So you're it holding its mouth open with wild. the glowing hands and punching it. I got away. No, he tossed me, Griffin. No, no, no. You, right? it is. You are still like you are still prying its mouth open. Uh, and it is still like you are still swimming with it. Essentially, it is pushing All right, you. I, in front I'm going to let it go. Okay, I'll let its mouth. I'll in one movement. I'll let its mouth go and give it the double blast right to the mouth. Okay, cool. Uh, make make an attack roll on this blank. Uh, I guess I don't need to let go, do I? No, you have it's four up to hands. You. I have four hands. I like the image of that, but I realize that I really can only attack with two hands at, at a given time. It's like a different roll. Um, Exception check. Okay, 11 plus 4, 15. Um, yeah, I mean, you're punching the inside of this thing, so it's not the most heavily armored part of it. So that, that wow. hits for sure. Uh, five damage. Okay. And then I'm going to make a bonus uh, bonus attack, right? That's something you warriors and monks do. You melee people. Uh, do this you time, haven't right? unlocked that yet, but you can you can use your, your vibe to uh to use flurry of blows which that's what i that's what i right. i kind of meant i'll just use my vibe to use flurry of blows uh so make uh, two more unarmed strikes as a bonus action i'm picturing amber boxing the shark's tonsils like a speed bag. <laughs> <laughs> 18 yep do i roll the damage for that now and then that's four okay and then 17 yep. plus 421 nice with a four plus two six, so fifteen damage total. Fifteen damage. Um, yeah, because of where you are attacking this thing, what does your flurry of blows look like? Um, I think like in one sort of m- motion, I can like multiple arms pop out at once, but just long enough to like whack something in the face, and then they all disappear. Okay. Uh, go ahead and mark off two key points, actually, because when you summon your arms, that that uses key as well. Um, okay. And then the flurry of blows use another one. So you have one more, one more uh, key point. Uh, yeah, it's a good opportunity to use key points, though, if you're getting attacked by a big Yeah, for sure. If not now, then when? For sure. Uh, yeah. When you when you do that, I was saving you, those for Dave's party later. <laughs> right. You uh you see the blink shark spasm and like cough up like a trail of of uh like dark green bubbles uh and it kind of twists in the water to throw you off of it which is kind of satisfying i bet uh and then it does a lap like close to the wall of this this ravine that you were diving into and then it turns the same color as the ravine and then you can't see it anymore you can't tell if it has this is probably the scariest part you don't know if it blinked yeah. away or if it's just hiding. Yeah. And that is, that's something we're going to have to figure out in a bit. Now it's just you alone in this, this giant crevasse. A, a couple hundred feet down below you, you see the floor of, of this ravine. Uh, you, you can see it because it is illuminated by the anomaly, um, which is this sort of vaguely spherical white light that is giving off these like ripples uh, of of motion on the sand uh, immediately beneath it. That is a couple hundred feet below you, uh, and that's the only thing you can see uh, right now. What do you do? Is it? I don't know where it is. Yeah, I guess I'll keep swimming towards the the anomaly. Okay. Yeah, I get. Yeah, I guess I have to. Yeah. It only makes sense. Make an athletics check for me just to see how fast you can do it. Obviously, you are aided by the sort of jets in the uh, fucking, thing. Fucking two, Griffin. That's not very fast. Plus four. Six. Yeah, I mean, plus four, but like. Okay. Not not Michael Phelps. Then, you know, really? uh, the y- you don't know if it's just sort of exhaustion from what just happened, but or if it's the compression magic that this anomaly is giving off. But it kind of let's go with but that. probably that it feels like kind of like that staircase in Super Mario 64. The further you swim down into it. Uh, yeah. The fr- I use that excuse in the locker room. All the sure. Time. It's compression, <laughs> it's compression magic. magic, guys. It's just a compression magic. It seems like the closer you swim to it, the further away it is actually getting.
We have an aura frame here at our house, and we primarily use it to show pictures of our kids and the fun stuff that we do. And my favorite thing about it is that it's so easy to upload pictures on that as soon as we get home from doing something fun, we just immediately put the pictures up there so we don't forget to do it. You know, because I, I've tried, we try to do picture frames and stuff in the past, and then we never remember to put them on. But with Aura, it's so easy to load it up that it has become kind of a, a digital scrapbook more than anything else. So if you have been looking to get the pictures that are trapped in your phone and set them free in a way that other people can see them, might I recommend Aura Frames. They're stylish, they're easy to use, you're gonna love it. And it was named the number one digital picture frame by Wirecutter, and for a good reason. It's so easy to set up, and they have different frame options, all kinds. And the best part is it comes with unlimited storage. So, right now you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frames with code ADVENTURE. That's A-U-R-A, frames.com, promo code ADVENTURE. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it's me, the internet's Travis McRoy. Yes, that's right, powerful influencer, Travis McRoy. You know, people are always asking me, Travis... How did you become such a powerful influencer in the world? Well, I'll let you in on my secret. It's Squarespace. Yes, that's right. Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything. Your products, content you create, or even your time. What? What influencer doesn't do that? I ask you. I'll wait. That's right. None of them. They all do that, and you can do it with Squarespace. Okay, here's uh, just as an aside. You can also use Squarespace even if you're uh, not an influencer, um, and even if the idea of being an influencer uh, makes you throw up a little bit in your mouth, don't worry, Squarespace is still useful. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with the best-in-class website template and customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. With Squarespace scheduling, clients can quickly view your availability and book their own reservations, appointments, or classes, and you can sell products on an online store. Whether you sell physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools for you. So go to squarespace.com adventure for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use offer code ADVENTURE to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Chicago! We're coming to you. We're coming for you. We're coming at you. And we're also coming to C2E2. And we're doing live shows. All a bunch of stuff in April. April 24th, we're going to be doing My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is nearly sold out. And Taz, which is selling out fast. So do not wait. April 25th is Taz. April 24th is My Brother, My Brother and Me. April 26th through the 28th, we're doing C2E2. Schedule to be announced. You can get your C2E2 badges now, but you do not need a badge to attend the live shows. Tickets for those shows are on sale at bit.ly slash Tours. All the information is there. Go check it out. Also, we've got a newsletter in case you've been wondering what's the best way to keep up with our new tour dates and announcements and stuff like that, go to bit.ly slash newsletter. And of course, check out all of the merch over at macroymerch.com. A lot of great stuff. Fungalore sticker pack, um, naming of the year poster. Uh, we've got the little sailor man pin and 10% of all proceeds this month go to the Foundation for Black Women's Wellness. So go check it out, macroymerch.com. And now back to the show. I'm Lisa Hannawalt. And I'm Emily Heller. Nine years ago, we started a podcast to try and learn something new every episode. Things have gone a little off the rails since then. <laughs> Tune in to hear about low stakes neighborhood drama, gardening, the sordid, nasty underbelly of the horse girl lifestyle, hot sauce, addiction to TV, and sweaty takes on celebrity culture, and the weirdest, grossest stuff you can find on wikipedia.org. We'll read all of it no matter how gross. <laughs> There's something for everyone on our podcast, Baby G. Geniuses. Hosted by us, two horny adult idiots. Hang out with us as we try and fail to retain any knowledge at all. Every other week on Maximum Fun.
Zooks. This this clam. You feel it invading your mind now, just as you are sort of just inside of its mind. Uh, but it. <laughs> In the same way that you have trouble sort of remembering things about your past, like there's not much there for it to grip onto. Uh, and so this assault that it is attempting to sort of wage on your on your on your memories, on your being, uh, feels like it's not really going anywhere. And then you are back inside of that dark room, uh, and you see the the clam again, and it is still this sort of weak fleshy bag that is floating in the air but now you can tell that like it's been sort of ambivalently trying to take over your your body um but now it feels like angry like you you sense it has chosen violence uh but it is not it's not moving or anything like that what do you do i think instead of resisting i think zooks is going to lean into the feelings oh, he's getting from the clam. I think he is just kind of opening his mind and just taking in all of these messages from the clam. The You're feelings. Gonna meld. You're going to mind uh, meld. Everything. I'm doing a mind meld with the clam. And the one thing that just keeps reverberating and resonating with him is how alone it feels. Alone, alone. It keeps going back to alone, alone, alone. And yeah. so Zooks reacts in almost an in- instinctual way and releases everything he's got from his swarm. Releases all of the, uh, and uh, they're, uh, he's releasing them in the form of blue tang, the little blue fish like sure. Dory yeah, yeah. is, and just fill in the space. He's just filling as much space. I mean, he's given it every last thing he's got with its with releasing the swarm and not having it attack not having it do anything but just kind of surround the clam just kind of go all around the the we're still talking about the ganglia right yeah yeah, yeah. it's well no no it, right now it's like almost the the fleshy body inside of the clam floating okay. in the air in front of you. It's, it's just the mental representation. Right, of, exactly. Right. Yeah. And so is this. And, right, and yeah. just so it doesn't feel alone. Damn, Dad, that's beautiful. So you're trying to embrace this thing with like saying, yeah, man, come on in. Well, what I'm trying to do is is provide it with the feeling that it's not alone. Yeah. Whether the 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 millions or however many blue tang there are cuz they're little tiny things. Yeah. Um so it feels so it kind of dampens down the ang- anxiety and the anger and as a representation that Zooks really is its friend, he's just letting the whole swarm go. That's just his his way. I'm going to make a wisdom save for the clam with disadvantage. Okay. Uh, it's a six and a nine, dude. <laughs> uh, oh, I get it. <laughs> yeah, so it fit. Dad, um, there's a sex number. <laughs> I guess science nice. got kind nice. of a young thing for us young bucks, really. I think it was invented in like 2005. Yeah, it's pretty recent. We just came up with it. Hey, Dad, if you try to follow up on this gag at all, I will hang up. <laughs> I don't. I didn't want to also say. Now, this is. Yeah, this if is you win, no, 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 no. No, you're, you're no, just sort yeah, of. It, no, it's not a yes, and it's a no thanks. I just, <laughs> opened, up I mean, a, I just opened another window. Let me let me see. I'm about to close <gasps> all the windows on my computer. Oh, my and God. Then, <laughs> uh, so, all right. Because this is taking place in this sort of like abstract clam mind palace, uh, the the this swarm of blue tanks is way bigger than any sort of swarm you've been able to conjure before. Uh, it is a it's a, a school of them, and they are glowing blue, and they are uh, of of different sizes uh, in a way that doesn't seem to make much sense. And you are you are surrounding it with this feeling of of warmth and acceptance community and community. And for a moment, the clam is vibing with this, 
But this urge that it has to take you over or trade, you know, places with you or whatever it is it's been trying to do, it now sees you as vulnerable and you feel it fully like penetrate into your mind and your memories. And then like you are both just kind of in darkness entirely and all the blue tangs disappear. And then you feel the clam getting panicked and more panicked. And then you feel it separate from you entirely. And when it does that, now you are not in this dark room anymore. You're not in this abstract space. You are back inside of this sort of fleshy cage that you swam into to interface with this thing in the first place. And you're in your own body. You are in control. You are Zooks once again. You feel, you obviously can remember it, but like you don't, you are not confusing yourself in the clam anymore. Its memories were its, and now you are you again. Um, and it's quivering. Like the whole clam. In fact, Devo, we're, we're not with you right now necessarily, but like you feel the ship vibrate as the entire clam is now kind of trembling in fear. Amber, you feel it too. You see some rocks sort of fall loose off the walls of the crevasse around you. And it is, it is very afraid of you right now, Zooks. Devo, yes. you're back on the ship. You hear this, you heard this groaning noise coming from the airlock chamber and your ears popped. What do you do? Um, listen, Devo hasn't spent much time as a nautical man. Yeah. But he's also not an idiot. Um, so, but I think he knows what that means. So he's going to, uh, attempt to seal a door or two betwixt there and here. Okay. So you're like um, closing up the, closing up the, the bulkheads. Yes. Uh, Okay. Which, if you remember, I established when we bought the ship. Yeah. That it was very, the reason it had all those chambers was because it was a deep sea pressurized vehicle. Okay. You have sold me. I think this is a fantastic move. I'm not going to make you roll for it. As you run to like the nearest bulkhead between the sort of communal space attached to Amber's place and this hallway leading to the airlock, you seal the door shut. And right as you do that, you see the airlock door. Uh, burst open and you see that patch job that Amber did on the crack in the hole earlier split apart and then water just starts shooting out of it uh, into into that chamber. Uh, and I think your ears pop again, but you because of how you have kind of sealed this this little part of the ship off, you are not taking any damage and you have more or less controlled the flooding. Um, but you do see some more of these white tendrils come shooting in through the airlock, um, but they are more or less trapped where they are now. You've done that. Uh, What do you do now? So, if I'm being honest, Devo is mad uh, and getting very frustrated. Okay. Um, And uh, that is not, perhaps, let's say, not a good place for Devo to be. Okay. So I've been thinking about this, and he's going to attempt something a little irrational. But the thing is, he is right now feeling very trapped, yeah, uh, and very closed off, and that is not not a great, is, not a good yeah, vibe for him. He can't yeah. stand that, um, and I think that claustrophobia uh, is maybe manifesting in a very like mental, psychic way for him. And so I've been thinking about a wild thing that I want to try to do. Sure. And I can I can justify it. I if can't wait to hear this. Me, he is going to attempt to transfer the magic that is trapped in the engine out of it. Oh. By using his body as a conduit. Hmm. So <laughs> in the same way that he that well, as a level uh, seventeen sorcerer. This should be <laughs> yes. Well, this is should the be thing. A little, a little dicey. As long as you're not 
a literal fucking like indie musician, right? <laughs> level, a level, a level three indie musician, <laughs> a level yeah. three acoustic guitarist. <laughs> says here, here says there on the shit, you're a, a level three Bonavere. Yep. Is that is that accurate? You you crack open the engine and you whisper, "Check out my band camp," and then you yeah. die instantly. Uh, okay, tell it. You you head to the engine room. Um, yeah, urchin is there eating a ration. And he's like, I, I forgot what we were doing. <laughs> Dinner inside. Uh, just uh, stand back, and if this goes very poorly for me, then uh, please, I don't know, tell Amber and Zooks that I said uh, goodbye. And he takes the atomizer that yeah. he sprays the prestige salt with, and I'm going to burn two spell slots for this. So that just shows you how committed I am to making this action work. This is starting to feel like Shark Tank, but go ahead. And he sprays his hands with it. One hand on one, one hand on the other. Uh, and he is just going to lay one hand on the engine. Okay. And in the other, he holds that bomb that Urchin gave him. Okay. And he's trying to draw the magic from the engine through his body into the bomb. All right. I think the question here is not, can you do this? Yeah. I think the question, because like, should you? <laughs> that's, that's definitely a question. I think the question is like, how bad is this going to fuck you up? Um, yeah. Because I, I, I think we, you know, magic is so undefined mostly in, in this world that like, we can say that this could work. We can say that like, ether salt is like conductive in a way that, you know, blah, 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 blah. Uh, the question is like, if you use your body as a conduit, do you then die from that? Uh, so, yeah, the, the, so are you turning the engine on then to a, sort of accomplish this this uh, yep. this transfer? Okay, uh, then all the lights click on all at once, and give me a oh god, what saving throw would this even yeah. be? Yeah. I think constitution, honestly, like more than more than anything, I think it's your yeah. body, your body's natural resilience. Uh, go ahead and make that roll. Sixteen plus one is seventeen. Okay. <laughs> oh, don't choose, get me wrong, DM. Choose. <laughs> yeah. So it makes it feels like it will work, but it won't go great. Um, this is my gut. It it'll work, but it won't go great. Uh, all right. You know what it is? In, in like transferring this get little magic out of the engine that had been sort of compressing the ship down and shrinking it down and shrinking it down and moving it through your body into this like arcane explosive, uh, what happens weirdly is it happens like a bolt of lightning. It happens really, really fast. Um, but just as sort of the engine had this magic trapped inside of it, you now have this compression magic trapped inside of you. And you look down and see Urchin eating this ration like popcorn, like watching you intently. Uh, but you also realize <laughs> that Urchin now reaches up to your knees, which he didn't before. Your body is shrinking slowly, but it is shrinking. Uh, and... It's not like it happens in the movies with Rick Moranis. It is incredibly painful. So I want you to take... I'll use falling damage as a sort of guiding light here. Yeah, I think that's fair. In this like initial surge of it, uh, you take 11 points of <gasps> crushing damage. Uh, and it's definitely... It's not a thing where it's like, well, I shrunk a little bit and now it's better. It's oh my God, I'm shrinking, this really hurts, but I can kind of like, I can kind of get used to it a little bit. But you also can tell now, because this magic is inside of you, that it is also inside of this bomb, which is now a very, very, very nasty thing. Yeah. Uh, what do you do with it? And yourself, and everything. I fire the bomb at the clam. Just the, just the... The tongue. The, the foot. foot. Uh, okay. Hmm. Uh, I feel trapped. It's, it's, this is panic mode. 
sure. fight or flight, perhaps. Paint me a picture of what that looks like. You can't just say you fired the bomb at the clam. You, you, what do so, you? So at this point, like the, his eyes are glowing blue. He's in extreme pain. And he's just kind of chanting over and over to himself, like, it's okay to be angry. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to feel things. It's okay. Let yourself feel. It's okay to be angry. Okay. The, the thing that Amber <laughs> said to him. And he is acting on impulse. And he is angry at the clam. He is angry at the worm. He is angry at Orlean. He is angry at feeling trapped. He is angry at being left alone. Yeah. Um, And he takes it out on the clam, and he slams the bomb into the chamber and slaps that button. Okay. A clam slam. A clam clam slam, slam. if you will. Then you load this charge up into one of the cannons and fire it at the foot, which is above you, uh, and you just watch through a porthole on the, the gunnery deck here as this very slowly blinking red light uh fires toward the 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 fleshy pink ceiling above amber you have yeah. been you've been pushing it you have been like firing off those jets uh, on on the vapor suit as, as much as you can but it feels like you should be getting closer to the anomaly than you actually are um mm. and then you see uh, a flash of green light uh, above you and the hairs on your neck stand up again, and you can tell that you are about to get uh, tackled once more by the blink shark. What do you do? I shut off my vapor suit. Whoa. Okay. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Pretty sure. Okay, give me a second. Hey, welcome. It's wild o'clock here on Adventure Zone. (laughs) Um, Okay. I got one idea. I'm going to see if it's going to fucking work. Yeah, man, listen. I'm not here to judge you. You heard what I just did. And I, I, I turn towards where, as near as I can tell where the thing's coming. Uh, okay. Before, I, while you are turning your body to face the blink shark, uh, you you are going to take some, some crushing damage as, like, the pressure that the suit was regulating is immediately snapped off. I'll be very kind and here and say because like things are weird and uh, compressed and strange. Like it's not like you are a mile beneath the ocean surface right. because that would destroy your body completely. Um, but yeah. you do take and we've got all these t-shirts. Yeah, we have all these great amber green t-shirts. Uh, but you take ten points of crushing damage uh, as you feel. An incredibly bad thing. <laughs> you feel the ether sea on you and around you. The pressure is so sudden and so intense that, like, etherealizing that I described happening to Devo is is already kind of happening to you. Like, you already see your your hands, your flesh hands becoming a little translucent. But okay. you have turned and... Now you can see the blink shark. And I will also give you this. It seems a bit surprised at what just happened. <laughs> Uh, I swim at it. Oh, shit. Okay. You... With uh, my forearm extended in front of me. Your forearm. Your forearm. Like, pointed right at it. I'm swimming right at it with my forearm sort of in like a a blocking pose, like dangling it right in front of me. Which forearm? My left forearm. I'm swimming with my left forearm in front of me, just pointed right towards his mouth. Okay. I'm still swimming at you. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I think there's going to be another strength check or a strength contest. I will give him disadvantage because you are what you are doing here is preposterous. Okay. What's he doing? What's his reaction? I told what you he what, happened, what happens to him is he smiles and oh, cool. gets ready. I'm still swimming at okay. him. Okay. He is smiling wide and he is just going to open his jaws and try and kill kill you and eat you. Okay, I'm I'm still swimming at him. Okay. It wraps its j- jaws around you and it's about. I slapped the button to activate my vapor suit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fuck you, bud. Oh, man, okay. You're going Sheriff Brody on him. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna slice his fucking head. Now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Fuck, man. It. It had its jaws around you, 
when you slapped the button. And when you hit the button, like, it dispels all of the ether water in an instant. Like, it shoots it all out uh, in, like, a jet of bubbles. Uh, And so I think that there's, like, a bit of uh, decompression that happens outside of the suit that blows this thing's mouth open a little bit. And you can see, like, its jaws tearing. And it is, like, kind of grotesque. But you also feel some wetness uh, because you have like destroyed the bottom of this thing's mouth um, because you have sheared it off essentially and it is inside of the vapor suit with you. You feel actually, you feel pieces of teeth now just kind of like clattering around inside of your suit like a grotesque, uh, like a holographic maraca. Uh, And when that happens, the blink shark it's, it screams in a way that is almost barely audible uh, underwater. However, it is still going to slam into you with its, like, wrecked mouth. Uh, it's, it's not going to damage you necessarily, but it is going to try and, like, tackle you and crush you into, like, the nearest thing that it can. And what that means is the floor below you. Because with this thing's like additional speed, uh, it is pushing you downward fast enough that you can see the anomaly getting closer. Haha, idiot. And it, the shark is now like weaving around, trying to hold you in its like destroyed jaws. Um, and just as it's about to slam you into a wall, there is a flash overhead, way overhead, like above the ravine. And then this this ravine that you're in, it's almost like the walls close in in an instant. And just as you think you're about to be crushed, they, they stop, but the ravine has shrunk. And you're not sure what else has shrunk. You're not entirely sure because you're a bit isolated down here. Um, but the Blink Shark releases you because it has been trapped now. It is... It is pinned in. It is crushed between two of these walls. And it almost looks helpless now. Uh, you, It is still, you know, wide enough for you to be able to maneuver around. You have not been crushed. But whatever has happened here, when the ravine shrunk, uh, it, 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 has, it has pinned this, this blink shark in. And it looks almost helpless. Um, it's at your mercy. What do you do? Uh, I... Uh punch it as hard as I can in the roof of its mouth, hoping that there's... I'm just aiming for the yeah. brain. I'm going to try to kill it. Um, a clean kill. The problem with like being a monk is you really... You do have to beat things to yeah, death. Yeah, sure. Wait, di- you know what? I What is the deal with, like, can I use a knife? Sure. You got it. You got one. I always have a yeah. knife. Um, yeah, you know what? I'm going to try a knife through the eye. Look, Maybe that'll be Let's quicker. not... You don't have to roll for it. This this is a this is okay, a this yeah, is a coup yeah. de gras. It is up to you. It is you know normally I might I might like there's enough sort of like Ahab in yeah. there where it's like oh fucking but like this guy lost the bottom yeah. half of his mouth. He he both fucked around and found out. Yeah. So now I don't think it's gonna be like a good yeah. a good few days <laughs> for my dude. Yeah, here. it would be. Um... It would be wildly out of character for Amber to say, "Now go, friend." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, with your humility. Um, yeah, we don't have to get you know gross about this. Is it? Is it a quick and like decisive? Yeah, it's, it's quick. There's no. There's no malice, but there is a bit of satisfaction. Sure. Uh, one less, you know, one less. As you as you finish it off, it becomes lifeless, and then. Um, it does what all blink sharks do when they perish, which is they almost sort of implode, kind of like they teleport. Uh, they 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 blink inward in a way until they just sort of vanish into nothingness, um, and that is what happens. And you know, you were so focused on this blink shark that maybe you didn't realize it, but now you are very close to the anomaly. It is almost like it came up to meet you when uh, when everything sort of shrunk down a little bit. Um, and now you're you're floating in front of it. Oh, yeah, I'll use the crystal on the, the thing. Okay. 
You. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what she. She probably doesn't have a very clear idea of what that means yeah. exactly. Yeah. Like I could picture her sort of like holding it up and like rubbing it, moving it, rubbing around. it on. The <laughs> <side>. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Activate. You, <laughs> Go. <yeah>. <laughs> It's like a chemical reaction. It is like a. Uh, yeah, uh, have you ever seen like a uh, like crystals forming, like salt salt crystals yeah. when they form? It's almost like that happens to the light. So it like absorbs this seed crystal, and then the light grows dim for like a, a moment, and then it almost seems like two of those seed crystals emerge from from the light, and then four, and then eight, and then sixteen, and it continues like multiplying like this with just these like translucent cube shaped salt formations just swirling around and into one another until in one final flash they compress down into a single salt crystal about the size of your your fist uh, and it's lit from inside by that same soft light just diffused through this geometric shape I'll put it in my, my well how do we put things? I feel like if you maybe if you like touch something to the vapor suit, it will like form a little airlock around yeah. something. There has to be some way to break the barrier. Yeah, sure. Like why you're? You know, yeah, I think you. I that's how that you got your like knife exactly. out of your fanny pack earlier. Yeah. So we can say that 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 is fanny pack? Uh, your fanny pack. Sure. Uh, okay. So what are you doing with it? I'm just stat- storing it basically okay. in in my in my fanny okay. pack. As you put it in the fanny pack, and. I, in slow motion, we watch Amber's fingers on the zipper, zipping it shut. And as the last of the teeth of the zipper closes, what happens next is is not gradual, like the crystallization you just saw. It is instantaneous and and incredibly violent. You are launched upward like you're being shot out of a geyser up through the the crevasse with just debris firing up and outward all around you. Devo, you feel something in indescribably strange, and I would say maybe a little bit painful, but I'm not going to hit you again. Uh, as It's the, okay. I have like 11 points, 10 points of damage left. <laughs> you, you feel from below you this pulse of compression magic pass through you and the ship, and in a flash, you are back to your standard Devo height. Six foot um, ten. Seven, <laughs> seven foot a hundred. Um, and the lights of the ship um, f- flash and whatever like magic was left sort of in the in the, the you know circuitry here is dispelled. And then it feels like the Coriolis is caught in a riptide being fired away from the back wall of the clam and out toward the front where you entered it. Zooks, for a moment here, you you feel the clam, and it is on its last legs. Like, you can tell whenever you swam into this, like, flesh cage to commune with it in the first place, like, it was, it was lit up, and you could see, like, the neurons firing. It is, it is dying. Um... And you, it is still also trembling a bit. It seems like afraid. You hear its voice say, I envied you, Zeus and Delight. I spent my life in a hole. And I believed your mind could show me the world above that I'd always envisioned. But you're empty too. And after looking within you, I believe I may be better off to have had a hole to call home at all. And as you are processing that, you feel a tug at your back. And then you are ripped away by the. Oh cord. no 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 go ahead I'm that's in character okay you are pulled away from the mind of the clam which goes dark no what do you mean what do you mean what do you mean and you are well daddy means that you're pulled away and 
you are caught in a fountain of debris that goes firing away from the back of the clam. And then we see this empty plane in the middle of the Fidal Flats that are silent. There's a large clam hunkered down in the middle of this wide clearing, and its mouth cracks open slightly, just a fraction of an inch, and just a a large single bubble floats out of it and drifts lazily upward. And then the hinge of the clam is split wide open, and just a screaming column of detritus comes firing out of it. There's creatures of of all shapes and sizes. There's um, wreckage of countless ships. There's buildings from the shoreside. There are rocks and trees. Just everything come flying out of its mouth like shot from a cannon. Um, Devo uh, and Zooks trailing behind, the, the Coriolis comes flying outward and lands softly at the edge of the clearing. And both of you, Zooks, you have like this incredible view of it. You see the clam ejecting its contents. Um, You see the floating patchwork city of Flotsam pop out. And it's just being knocked about by the surrounding debris that is also firing out. Uh, But you see it's many, many turbines illuminate and just kind of right the the city structure and also brings itself down for a soft landing near your parking spot. Amber, as you're being launched from the clam, you see relics of the shoreside community that maybe you didn't notice when on the Coriolis's first approach. Um, you see some pieces of the cradle uh, that, that didn't get salvaged and brought down, get, get fired out. You also see the shithouse. And it's surrounded by, by other debris and just kind of like twisting around like it's caught in a tornado, careening through the water on this outbound trajectory. And through a window, you see some pulses of green light. And in those pulses, you see those four remaining black spirals that were embedded in the the wood of the shithouse. And in a very familiar fashion, you see these four black spiraling eggs blink and teleport out of sight. And then you're thrown from the clam as well. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported. A man goes to the doctor and says that he's depressed and that life seems cruel. The doctor says, ah, the treatment is simple. The great clown Pagliacci is in town tonight. Go and see him and you will surely feel better. The man bursts into tears and says, but doctor, I am Pagliacci. Ah, okay, says the doctor. In which case, Try listening to the Beef and Dairy Network podcast. The Beef and Dairy Network podcast is a multi-award winning comedy podcast and you can find it at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts.